Uh, well, Eric, it's nice to be here and have the opportunity to speak. I was born on the 17th of August 1959 down in the county of Armagh and in my earlier years I grew up there in that part of the the country in our dress and then we moved to Portadown and eventually moved out into the country again. Uh, I suppose within those early years uh, I went to school and primary school and secondary school and then eventually leaving school altogether went out to work mm-hmm. uh, at the age of 16 and I went to work my first employment was a place called Killiman Darry's over there in County Tyrone. Uh, do you any brothers or sisters, Everett? I had one sister. Uh, she's uh, four years older than me, and uh, she just lives basically beside us at the present. I see. How would you explain the home that you grew up in, Everett? Well, m- my mother and father were, were, were folk who loved me and cared for me. I can never look back at a time that they never had met my need. They were always there for us, and I always thank God for both my parents. Mm-hmm. And did they go to church at all? Uh, no, they wouldn't have been really church attenders. Uh, I would say now that I wouldn't have been influenced as such through the home with the gospel. And uh, But they would have sent us, both me and my sister, along to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, as I remember that area, Portadown area, uh, years ago when I would have been ministering and missioning there, uh, probably you'd have been just a, a young fella in those days, but uh, there were a lot of halls and missions around. Uh, did you ever go to anything like that at all? The first time I ever was introduced to the gospel or a mission of that sort was uh, at the age of 16, actually, where I befriended a boy, me and him went about together. His brother was a Christian friend, and uh, he had invited Billy to go along to that mission on the Moy Road. It was a wee brethren hall mm-hmm. and uh, along the main port of down Moy Road. We went on, on a Sunday evening, and uh, I went just basically because I went about with Billy. It's the first time I had ever set foot in a mission such as that. In that mission, there was a wee man called Stuart Ewing preaching. I didn't know him from Adam then, but I learned more of him since. In that meeting, he preached the gospel, which I had never heard the like of for the very first time. And as the end of that meeting came to a close, I was brought to a a head knowledge of the truth that I needed to Mm -hmm. be saved. I remember some men in those days, there was uh, Geordie Somerville and Bill Russell would have been around in those days. And there was a little gospel hall called Teggy Gospel Hall. Yes. Do you know anything about that or those men? Have you ever heard of those men? Yes, Geordie Somerville. Actually, after I eventually got saved, was one of the men who took us under his wing to seek to counsel us and to keep us going on for the Lord and encourage us. Bill Russell's still on the go. In fact, as I would preach around an odd mission in that area, Bill would always come along and support us, not only by his presence, but certainly by prayer. And he's a true friend. Very good. Uh, You said that you got a head knowledge of the gospel through the influence of that meeting. Uh, Now, Everett, later on, uh, it must have become a heart experience. It had to become a hard experience. For six years, I never set foot again in another gospel mission. In that mean, in the meantime, in the, within those six years, I met a girl, who, Yvonne, who's now my wife, and we have a two sons. And uh, we moved to a different area, of course, and uh, we lived in, back in the Anathmore area mm-hmm. of County Armagh. It was there that I was invited along one night, the 21st of February 1982, 
by a friend who had just lived across the road from us and he invited me along to a gospel mission that was being held at that time in the Elam Church in Armagh. I see. Did that meeting make an impact in your life? I went into that meeting that night. I went just simply to please Ian because he was a good friend and I went with no intentions of becoming a Christian though I had heard the gospel six years prior. But in that meeting through the ministry of Pastor Harvey Shaw within his message he quoted a verse of scripture which really spoke to my heart. The verse of scripture that he quoted that night was found in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 15 and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And at that point, even six years prior to what I had heard through Mr. Stuart Ewing, it all flashed back and it was the power of the Spirit of God coming with conviction upon my heart where I was being brought, and not only to a head knowledge of the truth, but where I was being brought to an acknowledgement where I had had to make a heart acknowledgement of my need of a Saviour. Now, I know that that night, Everett, uh, God, by his Spirit, drew you to himself in a kind of a brief uh, summary of what happened after that meeting uh, that night. Maybe someone could be helped to come to the Saviour today in the program. What happened to you? How did the speaker deal with you, Everett? Well, first of all, I came to realize that I was a sinner, but that did not save me. I felt within that I needed help. I needed to talk to someone. I felt like the Ethiopian eunuch who needed help. And Philip was the one who was sent of God. Mm -hmm. And as I made myself known after the meeting to Pastor Shaw, he brought me into the back room where he spoke to me personally. He opened up the word of God and he explained to me the truth of the gospel. I felt my sin, but I wasn't sure of why I was a sinner, how I become a sinner, or the real truth of the foundational problem within my heart. So therefore he took God's word and he explained to me by showing me what we know as the Roman road, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And he pointed that out. He not only showed me that all have sinned, not only I, but he explained to me why we were all sinners. I thought I was a sinner because of what I did personally. But he explained to me exactly why I did what I did because of the problem, the root problem that was within my heart. And therefore, in doing that, he turned me to Romans 5 and 12, where he explained to me that were for us by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And it doesn't matter who we are, or where we are from, or what religion or background we have. Listen, when the Bible talks about all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, it's meaning us all. But it says, were for us by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned includes us all. But he brought me to another portion of scripture, because not only had I come to know that I was a sinner and why I was a sinner, but he also explained to me the consequences of my sin. And the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. And as I considered that and thought of the word that I heard in the meeting that whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire, my soul was in danger of being lost. But then he brought me to a wonderful portion. But God commanded his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. And I thank God that there was hope for me there. Mm -hmm. But that did not save me coming to that knowledge just in my head. 
I had to respond to what I knew. And I knew God was challenging my heart. And I knew I had a decision to make. And therefore that night the pastor took me as far as he could go. It was me now who had to make the final decision. What I was going to do with the one who loved me and gave himself for me. And therefore that evening I just simply submitted my life to the Lord. I confessed I was a sinner. Believed that the Lord Jesus loved me and died for me on the cross. And bore the penalty of my sin in his own body on the tree. And I came that night and I simply called upon him. As he has promised in his word. That whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that was the greatest night of my life. I left the meeting with that peace of God in my heart, not fearing hell no more, but knowing that I'm on my way to heaven and to home. What a joy it is to know that. I wonder, do you know it, dear friend? What a challenge. Of course, you said that was the Roman road, and you said that because all those verses that you've referred to, Everett, in your testimony are found in the book of Romans. And it would be a good book for some people to read, wouldn't it? Especially those early chapters that would help sinners to the Lord Jesus uh, in the book of Romans. Isn't that right? There's no doubt about Mm -hmm. that. The Bible is a wonderful book. It's a book that I never read before I got converted. And after I got converted, I began to read the Word of God. And it becomes life's map for our lives as we seek to walk with God. Yes, it does. And those changes, you were 22 years of age, weren't you, you said, at that time in your life? Yes. yes. Uh, you were working probably in an everyday working world in those days. I was, Never. yes. Did you take your stand for the Savior when you went back to work again after that special evening? Yes, the first people I had to tell was certainly my wife and those in the home. And the second one was my father, which I told the next morning. And, uh, well, you just you can't but speak about what the Lord That's has done right. in your life. Your father also came to know the Lord uh, some time later on, Everett. That was a wonderful blessing, I'm sure, for you. My father would have sat under the influence of Leonard Ravenhill many years ago in a gospel mission I think he held at the Birches. And uh, he never ever really uh, come to the Lord. He knew the truth of the gospel. And uh, my father took a, a heart attack uh, very very close to his final days whereby he had to go through a, a bypass operation that bypass operation was a, a very successful one but before he came through it I had the privilege of just sitting with him, speaking to him and talking with him uh, beside his bed before he actually went through the next day and uh, I put to him the claims of Christ and his need to prepare to meet the Lord ere something would happen and he wouldn't come out the other end for no one knows what a day may bring forth Mm -hmm. and uh, he never did anything with me that particular night personally with me but after I had left he had actually uh, came as a sinner to Jesus he had been reading also a book that I'd given to him earlier uh, of of a brother um, I just forget his name and he had read that book and it had been a means also of challenging his heart and before he went in for the operation he actually asked the Lord into his heart and into his life as his own and personal saviour which he was able to inform me of when he came out the other side Praise God, well that must have been a peculiar and special joy Everett as I have known you over the years I've seen you going on walking with the Lord Lorna of course uh, no, Yvonne is her name uh, of course, came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as well and watched the boys grow up. 
Everett, um, you're now seeking to serve the Lord as well as carry on an everyday work um, job. What do you find in life? Uh, is uh, What's fulfilling in your life, Everett? Well, the, the most fulfilling thing is just getting on with the Lord's business and doing what you can do for God. Um, whatsoever your hand findeth to do, do it with all your might. Mm-hmm. I, at present, I had been in 20, uh, for 20 years in Sandy Row, uh, working under the auspices of the Free Presbyterian Church there, and uh, I have ceased, uh, stepped down from that work, uh, feeling that I have run my course. At the present time, I am just involved in a lot of missions and preaching week by week in different places, and I do have an employment to pay my bills. But I am thoroughly enjoying what I'm doing, and God has opened many doors, and I just say to God, be the glory for that. Yes, Everett, if you had a little final message to leave here with the people in the next minute or so, minute and a half, what would you share with our friends today? Men and women out there today, I would share with you of the great necessity that there is for preparing to meet the Lord. The Bible says that we cannot boast ourselves of tomorrow, for no man knoweth what a day may bring forth. And dear friend, can I say to you this afternoon, you and I are only a heartbeat away from a Christless eternity. But God so loved you and God so loved me that he is not willing that any should perish. Therefore he sent his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And there on the cross Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price in his own precious blood at the cross. And Peter could say, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And the Lord Jesus Christ, who means so much for me and who died for me, did likewise for you. And he is longing that you would even come today as you're listening to this radio interview and place your faith and your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and be absolutely sure when it comes to death that all is well with your soul.